0: Hey chaps! Happy Wednesday! Praise God. Glory. So, had some rain this morning. Very thankful. My uh, my rain tanks, not not very many of them, have been emptied on the garden. So a nice a nice little refill of the tanks, and uh, the bees made it through their first night in their new their new Home. Uh, it was really cool just going out to watch them this morning. They they obviously sleep in. There's uh, quite a bit of a. I'm gonna have to go knock on there. Like hey, pay the rent, bloody no sleeping in here, boys. So you know, really, really, uh, really thinking, building on just the the podcast I did with uh, Eric Khan the other day on belonging. And just you know what we've been chatting about with with a, f- a bunch of guys either on Twitter or email or phone calls, one of our, our big things is you know am I in the right place? And all the anxiety that comes with the grass is greener somewhere else, or or the anxiety of of bad environmental. You know we spoke about Earth X and and yesterday with with the body and the and your land and stuff, bad environmental conditions in your current place you know it's it's both and it's it's you know for a lot of guys you'd be really good to to burn the boats and build up faith for where you are and for a lot of guys it's like dude (laughs) build some faith and step out on the water get out of this boat you know like go go somewhere where you do have faith for so i really wanted to to chat around this topic today if you guys have any uh comments and and thoughts on this as well just pop, pop them in the chat there But it's a really great uh, frame for us as happy warriors, right? As kings. We're not victims. We're not a victim of place. So we're not a victim of our current place. And we're also not a victim of not being in some other place. We're kings. We are God's agent. We are God's man uh, for our place. And so for us, the big thing is living in faith. You know, Paul says... uh, you know, don't condemn a man because he eats meat or he doesn't eat meat because he celebrates every day as holy or doesn't celebrate holidays. It's like, do what you have faith for. The key thing is like, and 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 then further on, uh, you know, we, we live by faith, obviously. So faith is, it's this thing of, of we're, we're hoping for something. We're hoping for an outcome, a vision, right? So it's not yet here. In the real right, so David in the desert, his hope, his faith, was in one day becoming king. Joseph in prison, his hope, his faith, was in one day being a great man who his brothers would come and bow down to. And likewise for us, you know, we we are in this place now. Wherever you are, you know, whatever little town or, or city or rural area that that you live in right now, you know, we go through this thing of of. Our reality, our environment, doesn't exactly match our vision, right? And rightly so, because a vision is always thrown ahead. A vision is always uh, reaching uh, towards something that is not yet here. So I think that's the most important thing we want to hit today. What would make you pumped to settle in your current place? What would make you just pumped to be here, right? A lot of people don't ask this question. You know, well, I'm just here because this is where I went to college. Or I'm just here because this is where I married my spouse. Or I'm just here because this is where my parents chose, and I. This is where I am. And so we don't have a conscious choosing of where we live a lot of times, or we consciously choose something that disappoints us. You know, we choose to go move, uh, you know, for some church, or choose to go move for some mission, or choose to go move for some business, and it never turns out how we think it's going to turn out and we put all our hopes on something that doesn't quite materialize. And sometimes it does and praise God for that. My point being is this, have you articulated to yourself, put into words what it is we're, we're looking for, we're, we're yearning for, right? And so I just, I, I think that question, what would make you, you know, it's a question that a lot of guys use in business coaching or in marriage coaching, Right what would make you pumped to stay at this job? You know, a lot of guys are like, oh man, just I've lost my juice for this business or I've lost my juice for this project. It's like, okay, what would make you pumped uh, to to re-energize and retake on this project or this marriage or this business? And for a lot of guys, you know, now they start asking the question. So it's like, well, maybe it's money. So it's like, okay, would another 100 grand make you juiced again? About this project was like, yeah, yeah, I think it would, you know, and so so now, you know, what the the key indicator is it's like, okay, it's a financial issue, right? So either either it's it's not worth it to me, or I feel undervalued or blah, blah, blah. So now you're digging even even down further down. It's like, okay, it's money. Not the issue is being valued. The issue, right? And how do you feel valued? Well, I want people to tell me I'm doing a great job. I want people to invite me to go do my skill at their project. Uh, I I want an award, you know, so now it's like, okay, it was never about the money. It was about the award or vice versa for guys, you know, whatever, whatever the indicators are of there, there is a, there is something that is not being ticked in your value system. And that's why you're losing juice for the thing. Right. And so, so, you know, for instance, with marriages, it's like, oh, I'm not enjoying this marriage. It's like, okay, what, what would make you pumped? It's like, oh, if we had more sex, if she lost 50 pounds, if there was respect, it's like, okay, is, you know, and then you start, you go into that, like, how do we, is this, you know, we now have to negotiate. Is this something that's achievable? You know, is it something that the other parties involved are willing to, to engage on, you know, so, so all of this applies to where we live, right? A lot of us are like, man, I'm bored of this place, or I'm just not feeling it here, or man, I should move out to where this guru is, or I should move out to where this movement is, or I should move out to where this industry is, and it's like, okay, you're you're scratching at the surface of the things that that are valuable to you, you know. So for a lot of guys, myself, this is this is my whole life of like, they've got a great church, or they've got a mission uh, school, or or a mission base, or whatever. Of like, man, they, those guys are loving life. They've got a community. If I go there and join them. I will have that. And so often, you know, me being the type of guy I am, it's like, it's nice. It's nice for a little bit. But when things don't go the way you thought it would, it's like, well, this wasn't enough uh, to move my whole life here for it. And I'm back at square one looking for someone else's, you know, it's like, okay, I'm seeing something here. I want, I need a mission. I need a purpose. I need a project that I'm going to work on. and not constantly trying to look at other guys to fulfill that or to look at other, you know, it's a whole thing of just come camp around David, just come camp around Jesus. You know, that is so often where our, our disappointments lie. We've been taught to have this passive viewership consumption life of, okay, we're into localism now. Okay, we're into dominion now. Okay, we're into patriarchy now. We're into health now. We're into what, like whatever, whatever things are an interest in your life, you know, things that we find naturally interesting, naturally drawn to. Come and watch this guru on Twitter. Come and watch this guru on YouTube. Come to his event. Come live near him. Right. But it's all come into my camp and camp around, just camp around. And we, we, we feel like, man, I'm not. I'm not getting anything out. It's playing computer games, right? Computer games are a, a counterfeit respect and power tool, right? So for me, I loved playing like Rome total war or mountain blade or, you know, all these like empire building type games. Why? Because you feel like, wow, I'm building an empire. I'm, I'm advancing and taking dominion. Like it's all the things in my own life that I really want but it's easier and it's time condensed and it's, but at the end of the day, you know, you've been playing for like five or six hours and you're like, yeah, I just, I feel empty. You know, that was nice. It was enjoyable. It consumes my thoughts and 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 I liked it, but it's empty. I, I have nothing to show because I've only been viewing. And likewise we consume pastors. We consume gurus. We consume leaders and politicians. Because they're out doing the thing that is hitting at our values. When we are not, we are not, we may, we, we maybe don't understand how, what the next step is for me to go outside, you know, yes, come to the camp. But if you're not following them out the gate to go and do things at your scale or, or, you know, as part of a, a, as part of a bigger team or whatever, then, you know, you're going to struggle. But if you do camp around someone, or even if if you you know you're watching from afar on Twitter or on YouTube or whatever, and it's like, okay, you know I'm going to watch this guy, and and really enjoy his YouTube or his his podcast or his his preaching series or his whatever. But then I'm going to go and do, I'm going to go and do the things that I am naturally drawn to that I've been watching other people do, and this comes up in a lot of us mission projects. We have a, a problem where, you know, this is me right you you're in a place the last you know let's take in in lexington right where where i was for the last like four years you know you look at the church that you're going to and you're like man i I wish this church would do more discipleship i wish this church would do more dominion i wish this church and then you sit there and you and you get angry because the the pastor's not doing it you know and it's like i wish this pastor would just you know and you start getting into this critical spirit and you start getting disappointed at the pastor because you're putting all these expectations that the Lord is screaming into your heart for you to do onto another man because I like to watch. And so so that was that was me, right? You know, you're like, Wow, well, you know, this other preacher that I watch on YouTube, he's at least doing dominion. So I'm gonna go to his church. And you know what happens when I go to his church? I sit and I watch him. And I'm like, Well, I'm not feeling I'm still not feeling it. Like He's doing it, but I'm not. Well, well, he should do it better. He should do it in this way, not that way. And now we become an armchair uh critiquer of what, why he's doing it wrong. You know, and it's like, no, no, no. You get in the game. Like, look in the mirror. That's the leader. That's the captain. Go do the things that God has put on your heart to go and do. W laser, welcome, brother. Rob, Hardman Podcast went well. Good job. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Um yeah, it's it's always interesting when I go on other guys' podcasts. I feel like I ramble uh, and just touch, touch a a whole bunch of little, you know, because you, you're basically doing a summary of of a whole bunch of things that we talk about. So I'm like, man, I don't know if this is going to translate. And, you know, we, we do a lot of like rabbit holes here on, on YouTube that, you know, we've, we've got hours and hours and hours of rabbit hole. Uh, So it's always good just to, to see that other guys kind of like, yeah, that wasn't a total mess. i got some good stuff out of it. So I appreciate it. Rob, what opportunities are you relocating for? What is the opportunity cost of you leaving your current environment? This is not a one-size-fits-all kind of process. Yeah, you know, and that's it. It's all about opportunity. It's all about what are we doing in our domain. So so I made a list over here. The biggest thing is, can I first try and achieve the things I want to achieve somewhere else here? So I made a, a list. What is it that you hope to find somewhere else? Is it beauty and climate? You know, so a lot of guys are like, oh, I just want to move to California, Colorado, uh, Florida. I want to move because it's a beautiful place, you know, and here I am stuck in corn flat, cold, Indiana. And it's like, okay, is that true? You know, for a lot of guys, like we've never tried to make beauty in our own backyard. We've never tried to make beauty on our own property or our own town. We've never tried, you know, that's it. We want to go consume someone else's beauty that's already there. And and that's fine. That's okay. But when you go there, don't just consume, you know, so let's say you do move to Florida or you do move to, to California or Colorado, be someone who creates and maintains more of what you went there for, you know? So if it's for beauty and for climate, like you go hard at that, you know, don't just be someone who's like, oh yeah, man, you know, it's that, it's that meme of the overweight girl eating a pizza on a sofa being like, uh, I think it was like, Uh, I'm, I'm a single boss babe so that I can travel the world. And it's like, no, you're just sitting on the couch. You know, we use our excuses of why we're not doing something of these like great things that, that we watch other people do. So beauty and climate, can you find local beauty? You know, have you been to your local parks? Have you, have you tried to make your own place beautiful? And then, uh, with the climate thing as well, you know, there's no problem in being a snowbird. There's no problem in, you know, I, I can't remember who said it, it might've been uh, one of the auto manliness guys back in the day or something like that, but, but he said something to the effect of, do you really want to go live in Florida or do you just want to go there once a year? Do you really want to have a cabin in Colorado or do you just want to go there two, three times a year? You've got to understand that you can have both. You know, you can, you can fulfill a lot of your so-called, I need that all the time. Because when you don't have it, you're like, yes, I want five pizzas every day. Yes, I want, you know, because I haven't had pizza. So I'm like, yeah, I want five pizzas every day. Put it on this on the calendar. We're buying a year's worth of pizza every day. And it's like, I think at the end of like week four, I'm going to be done with pizza. And it's the same way with beauty and climate of places of like, yeah, this is beautiful. You know, me, I grew up in the Drakensberg mountains. Yes, it's beautiful, but but you get you become acclimatized to it. And it almost takes going away and coming back and be like, yeah, I really love where I live. It's beautiful. And and in a beautiful place, you almost rely on the natural beauty rather than cultivating your own beauty. You know, so a lot of guys, for instance, you don't have to make beautiful gardens. You don't have to make beautiful houses and beautiful streets and beautiful uh scenes because the mountains are just so overpoweringly beautiful that you can get away with a little mud hut. Uh, and you know, you don't worry about your own. It's almost like guys who have a hard, flat, crap piece of land. It's like, you have to work harder to be a producer of beauty than the guys who just consume and move there. And so again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to move somewhere for that. I'm just saying, realize that it's a, there's, there's two sides of this. And what is it you hope to find somewhere else? Leadership and community. So for a lot of us, we move for churches. We move for gurus. We move uh, for communities, you know, to be near friends, to be near family, you know, so that, that's the one uh, that we took was, was community, right? We wanted to be near, uh, Kelly's family where she grew up and it's like, okay, that's a great value, you know? And again, for a lot of guys, like, you know, I've, I've spoken to a bunch of guys and they're like, yep, move back to family, did it for a year or two, figured out, you know, like, yep, we, we scratched that itch. Like it wasn't what we thought it would be. And we're glad we tried it. We're glad we did that. And now we can we can move on freely without having ever said, what if? You know, and so I think for a lot of guys as well, it's like, man, like I would lo- I'd love to be around family. I'd love to have all the cousins play together. You know, there's this ideal, but now, now there's the negotiation. You know, for a lot of guys, how is your family life? Like if you have a big patriarchal uh, clan-like family, phenomenal, awesome. With that though comes other things, you know? You have to learn how to have good boundaries. You have to learn how to protect your wife if it's your family or you have to set up boundaries if it's your wife's family. And it's like, there's things that you need to understand on both sides. Like it's nice being far away because it's easier on the boundaries. It's a physical boundary, you know, but at the same time, there's nice things being right close. So again, you need to weigh those options up with the leadership thing. Here's the other thing of moving to a place for leadership what is that leader doing what is that leader moving you to do so a lot of guys they'll look at a at a guru or a or a leader and they'll be like yeah I like that I like that message and they'll move there and then be like okay I'm watching you I'm watching you do it and that guy will very quickly be cut out and and he's like no one likes me no one no one gave me an opportunity no one uh made me high status and it's like yeah You've got to start at the bottom and prove yourself by doing what they do in that hierarchy. You know, likewise with leadership, you can do the opposite. You know, with a lot of, of guys, it's the network. You know, this is where we're moving to in this modern world is the networked small teams, big network, you know. So you can follow guys online. You can you can have intimate email and phone contact with guys. Go see them, you know, go visit them once a month, once a quarter, you know, whatever. And have fellowship with all these guys, but then come back to your town and you build, you build, you be the leader in your space. You be the you can copy someone else. You can you can get encouragement and vision and template from someone else. But instead of trying to go and do it and copy them in their space, do it in your space where there's where there's um, things that you are more comfortable with or more uh, familiar with. You know, then trying to start and copy someone else somewhere else. So that again, there's a those are your uh, your tensions. And then a lot of times we just want to know that we're not alone. You know, so for a lot of guys, you're like, I've got to move to that church because that's where all the based guys are. That's where all the Dominion Patriarchy guys are. And it's like, I understand you're demoralized. I understand you feel alone. I understand you you feel you know Elijah. You feel like you're the only dude trying. And to go and move where a bunch of other dudes are, it's like, man, that must be heaven. You know, that must be amazing. But oftentimes, all we need is to know that we're not alone. Scott, there's 7,000 other dudes. I was like, really? Okay, I can carry on. And that's why it's so important, guys. Phone calls, emails, go visit each other, host each other, uh, go, go just have fellowship with one another and say like, hey, man, you're not alone. Go back home. Like God says to Elijah, go back on the road you came from, carry on doing crushing in your domain, crushing where you were called to be. And so again, yes, if you want to go move there, Uh, but as well, it's like, can you, are you just wanting someone else to know that you are alive, that you are trying hard? Like, that's what a lot of us want. Like, man, all we want is another brother who's like, hey man, I see you doing a great job uh, and let's have a beer. Like, dude, in in our modern world, men would kill for that, you know, amazing stuff. All right, what what is it you hope to find somewhere else? Is it economy? Is it space for your gift or your domain? So for a lot of guys, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, my specific skill set you can only do in Las Vegas or my skill set you can only do in New York City. And it's like, that's fine. Like, you know, if if that's what you believe, if that's what you have faith for, then go there with full faith. But at the same time, have the attitude that like, well, what if I can make it work here? You know, will remote work work? Is there a way for me to open a market here? Is there a way for me to to repackage and rebrand my skill? Is there a way for me to change up how I earn my money that it's not 12 months worth of of income from one place? Can I put it into a product form? Can I put it into a consulting form? Can I earn all my money in three months somewhere and then come back here? Like, Ask all these questions of like, is that true? Is it true that I have to go somewhere else? You're like, oh man, I'm a, I'm a, a Alaskan salmon fisherman. It's like, Yeah, you're going to have to go to Alaska. But then again, it's like, okay, is there another way? You know, can I change to trout in my local stream? Like, what is, you know, if your expertise is fishing, like, is there another way where you are? Or do you have to go up there? And then either way, be in full faith and go where you have full faith. Um, And then space for your gift. You know, a lot of guys, they're like, oh man, you know, I have to go to that place where that industry or that niche is. And it's like, Your gift will make room for you. You know, your gift will push you before great men doing great things. And so, again, be in full faith. Operate your gift fully in your local place or pack up in full faith and go to the place where you think that that's where you have to go and operate the gift full faith. But either way, be in full faith and go give your gift. Another thing is property and affordability. So I think this is another thing with us that's influenced us how uh how affordable is property how affordable is land how affordable is lifestyle you know so for instance for a lot of guys there's a there's a a desire to not have to go and earn a new york salary in order to maintain a new york lifestyle you know so it's like oh indiana is pretty affordable great then i'm going to go across the ohio line into indiana you know so that's like what something that we've considered is like okay property is way more affordable in indiana If we're going to buy property, this is where it's going to be. It's not going to be in Ohio. Likewise, start thinking generationally, you know, for our children. Like, are our children going to be able to to buy and build here? Or, you know, am I going to be able to to kind of set that up for them? You know, because, and again, mindset comes into a lot of this. You know, if you're like, well, we'll never afford it, then you won't because it's full faith. But if you're like, no, we'll make a way. And that's what like the Jews in New York of like, yeah, we'll buy up apartment buildings. We'll buy up whole neighborhoods. Because that's their mindset. Their mindset is we're gonna we're gonna crush even in New York crazy prices. So either way, have full faith. Have full faith of like no, we'll make it in Ohio. No, we'll make it in New York City. Like have full faith for wherever you are, or pack up the boats and go in full faith to somewhere where you. Oh no, I have faith there because it's more affordable. Then go in full faith. Um, another one is safety and peace. You know, do you want do you want hustle and bustle of city life? Then full, in full faith. Pursue that, or do you want rural wilderness, uh, nature, peace in full faith? Go pursue that. Um, the other thing is, can I create that in this area? You know, is it a is it a, a sense of just moving? You know, ten minutes away, or is it a thing of like, no, I need to go three states away? You know, because peace is also political peace, right? So, for instance, with the whole Florida, Florida, Missouri, Idaho, uh, man, I don't know. I shared a I shared a a infographic like five, six months ago, like the only 12 states that didn't have a mask mandate. And it's like, that's political peace, right? They don't have insane governors. Like the the influx of political refugees to Florida, they are political refugees. They're seeking peace. They're seeking space, freedom from tyranny, right? So again, in full faith, go somewhere. Or in full faith, I'm gonna pray for this governor. I'm going to work local politics. I'm going to work my local. I'm going hard. I'm not watching some other guys and then going to go and consume. You know, likewise, if you move down to Florida, you've got your work cut out for you. Don't just sit and expect Ronald to do his thing for you. You get into local government. You make sure that all the tons of Californians and New Yorkers get their heads sorted out. Like you go knock on doors and you're like, listen here, bugger. Welcome. Welcome to the community. But I promise you, if you ever vote blue, I'm coming and breaking some mailboxes. Like, there's going to be consequences. That's a threat. Inshallah. Welcome. Welcome. Rob, who does more is worth more. Talk is cheap. If you're relocating, it needs to be based largely on value-added opportunities due to the proximity of that person, group, or place. Yeah. And that's the, that's the mindset. Who, who does more is worth more. Not who looks who consumes who camps around the guru like chaps do your gift give your gift and it's like wherever you are be in full faith or if you if you think you you want to go somewhere else you're like go go in full faith. It's all about being in faith. Kronont, if you think you can or you think you can't you're probably right. Yeah, it's all about faith chaps, you know, it's everything. It comes down to faith of like if we don't have faith for something. We're not going to, you know, and when you do have faith for something, miracles happen. Amazing things happen. Opportunities. uh, The Lord's, you know, like, oh, you're going to take a step. In Proverbs, it says a man plans his way in his heart. That's talking about faith. Like I make plans in my heart. The Lord directs his steps. You have to start stepping for the Lord to direct you. And he does. He will every time. KR, a friend of mine was telling me recently that his family's 400 acre property in Texas only pays 10Ks in taxes a year. It's pretty impressive. Was accomplished by acquiring historical marker for the property. Yeah, and that's it. You know, it's it's things like that. That it's like, yeah, that's worth relocating for, you know. Man, land, like they're not making any more of it. You know, you're thinking multi-generationally. It's like, this is great. It's all about thinking ahead, it's all about thinking, it's all it's just about being mindful, it's about being faithful with where you live. Like, you can literally live in a trailer in. Where's some random place that, Nebraska? It's like nothing good comes from Nebraska. And it's like no, but if you're living there in full faith, then then ride on, brother. The Lord will the Lord will meet you there. That was Abraham. He was he was living in a trailer in backside of Samaria. Like yeah. What is it you hope to find somewhere else? Is it honor or escaping infamy? So a prophet is without honor in his hometown. And if Jesus said that it's like, Oh brother, you've just got to be faithful. You've just got, it's like, no, Jesus said that a prophet is without honor in his hometown. And so for a lot of guys, if you're trying to break into a new industry or you're trying to go hard after a domain, or you're just trying to make a life change, escaping infamy, right? If you've messed up and, and, and hurt a lot of people and, and burned your brand, there is precedent for you again to escape infamy, right? or to move somewhere where you do have honor. You know, if you've met a bunch of guys and they're like, man, we love you. We love what you're doing. You're great. Uh, come live with us. And it's like, that's a wonderful invitation invitation. That's a wonderful, um, change for you to make go in full faith and then be the new person, right? For a lot of us, you know, it's 600 pound life. If you've ever watched that God awful show, the doctor always makes the obese patient move down to the city where his clinic is to get him away from the family, the friends that have enabled their old life. They have to go away so that they can become a new person. And it's the same for a lot of us. You know, we've been so clown worlded. We've been so clown molded that any attempt to break free, any attempt at political incorrectness immediately gets us jumped on by the people around us. And not even in a malicious way. Sometimes just like, dude, you're going to ruin the family. Dude, you're going to ruin the church. Dude, you're going to ruin the business. Just shut up. Just just dude, just shut up and take it. And it's like, no, I can't shut up and take it anymore. Like, I'm gonna go and live a new life. And and in order not to hurt you guys, I, I may have to move to do that. But, but either way, do it in full faith. Yeah. Living to a vision is the biggest issue for all of us, right? So many of us watch a vision and then we're a victim of our circumstances. We're a victim of our place. We're a victim of our environment and our circumstances, right? But if you look at David, you look at Joseph. They lived to a vision even despite, in spite of their circumstances, right? So it's like, oh, I just got sold into slavery. Oh, the king just is hunting me with a pack of elite soldiers. Like, how more crap circumstances can you get in life? And it's like, oh, but you don't understand my... It's like, dude, being hunted by a special forces team or being sold into literal slavery for a dude whose wife is going to accuse you of rape and put you in a medieval dungeon with rats and bubo, bubonic pustules. It's like, come on, chaps, you know, crap, crap, crap circumstances. It's like, I live to a vision. My vision is I'm going to be king. My vision is I'm going to be a great man and my brothers are going to bow down before me. And it's like, oh, that's a bloody arrogant bastard. And it's like, yeah, humility. Well, welcome to humility, brothers. Welcome to the correct understanding of humility. By humility. And fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. God said it, not me. And I'll take it by humility. So I'm not above God, but I'm also not below Christ's ability to save. So many of us pride like I did this. I made Abraham rich. Or condemnation. I'm but a sinner, a wretch, an orphan. Christ could never use me. I'm too dirty. Condemnation, right? Both are wrong. Humility. I'm a son humility. I'm a King that Jesus is King of. I am a David. I am a Joseph, right? So regardless of my circumstances, regardless of the crappy slavery, the crappy jail cell, the crappy desert, the crappy King, who's trying to kill you, you live to a vision and people are going to call you arrogant. People are going to, you know, your own brothers are going to sell you into slavery or come and tell you that you're, you know, why don't you go back to the backside of the desert and keep some sheep? You're insignificant. You know, It's a, it's a thing for us of like, you've got to live to a vision and fear the Lord only. Not don't fear man's approval. Don't fear a woman's approval. Don't fear death. Don't fear social death. Don't fear rejection. It's like, God, you're a good father. You love me. It's like, it's that Sam Hyde skit of like Hitler needs me. It's like, God loves me. I'll go to bed for you, God. That's it. You know, it's this whole thing of seeing ourselves as not these victims of some helicopter God that we're praying for to come back and rescue us out of the, the crap, out of the hell hole. It's like, no, no, no. We are God's man. We are the image of Christ on earth. We are, you know, Jesus says to, to the, the disciples, they're like, don't leave us. And he's like, it's better that I go. It's better that I go. And I'll send you the Holy Spirit who will come and comfort you. Why comfort? Because you boys are going to be riding the line of terror. You're going to be riding discomfort. You're going to be, you're going to be in the desert, just absolutely crushing in your domain. And, and dudes are going to be coming after you and you're going to be causing a stir. People are going to be, you're going to turn the world upside down for me. You're going to turn clown world upside down. They're going to be honking their little horns and you're just going to be crushing legend. And it's like, there's going to be times like David where he's like in despair, dudes are wanting to drop him. Crap's going down everything's falling apart the vision is falling apart and it says he encouraged himself in the lord that's the holy spirit that's the comforter like god i could i could i could do with some comforter right now and it's like encourage yourself in the lord and then he goes and crashes carries on to the vision right praise god rob if you're the problem you're bringing that with you man that's it you know you look at you look at this whole thing of immigration it's like oh please save me America like and you bring in 40,000 Somalis and like we've got to save these little Somalis it's like well you just imported little Mogadishu into the middle of quaint what's that place called Minnesota it's like the people make the place dude great segue Rob the people make the place you know we 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 look at some other place that some other people have built momentum in have built heaven on. And we're like, I want that. And so we go and consume. What is better is to be like, I admire that. I'm taking their testimony and I'm building it here. I make the place. You know, my my descendants will make the place. We are, we are bringing heaven to earth in my place. And then go hard. Go full faith. Or if you're going to go join them, go join them in full faith. Don't go camp around them. Go fight and take over targets. Go prove your valor. Go prove that you are worthy of honor in that new hierarchy. So I wanted to read this guy's uh, tweet, his thread that he, he, it's awesome thread. So it's stone fancier on Twitter. He said, I find the never move fundamentalism on here to be difficult to understand. You know, talking about guys who are like, you know, just hunker down in one place and, and for the rest of all time. And I think it's a very new idea that would make no sense to our ancestors at all who in most cases moved very freely in response to their opportunities of their own day. Yeah. And that's true. You know, my own, my own ancestors moved from England uh, to, to South Africa, you know, and then my own grandfather moved from the coast of South Africa to the mountains of South Africa. And, you know, here I am from South Africa to America, you know, and I'm reading Huey Long's autobiography and it's like his great grandfather or his great, great grandfather would have come across from England, but then his great, great grandfather moved from, Baltimore to Ohio, then his grandfather moved from Ohio to Mississippi, and then he moved, his father moved from Mississippi to Louisiana, and it's like, there's this incredible, um, I'm not going to say transience, because it wasn't their whole lives, which is current clown world, current globalism, it's like, oh, you're 50 and still moving, it's like, no, no, no eventually pick a place, eventually burn the boats, eventually like, okay, this is my last stand, you know, and then your children might move. Your children might increase. Your children might take more land, uh, and so so this is great. here. my paternal line came to this continent in the sixteen hundreds, and now we have distant cousins in all fifty states. It's easy to track because of a unique, single origin surname. I think that's really cool, and that's the thing. It's for them. It was it was very easy to create community, create tribe because it was very homogenous, Right. It was it was the Indians are dangerous. The Frenchies are different. Uh, the Spanish are different, we know our tribe, we speak English, like these are my guys, you know, we don't have that today, everyone's an American, everyone's a South African, and it's like, no, 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 you're different to me, you're different to me, you look like me, like, are you really me, because if I come and live by you, oh my gosh, you're a liberal, you just threw me under the bus, fellow white person, you know, it's hard for us now, this is what we're really seeking as tribe, right, we're seeking, friendly people that we can build community with in our place. So uh, he carries on here. He says, should they all have settled forever within five miles of where the boat landed? Even looking more recently, my great grandfather moved to my old hometown in upstate New York in the late 1800s because there was a specific opportunity to get a large farm. So again, it's it's moving to opportunity. And it's like, it's always again of like, go in full faith. You know, and think ahead. What is the best for for the next generation? What is the best for for my domain that God has called me to? The farm is now lost and land price development situation locally renders it irrecoverable. I'm 99% certain that my ancestors would be baffled or contemptuous if their descendants all just stayed there out of inertia. We still own the home place, but have fanned out seeking opportunity just like they did, including buying new lands where it was more feasible. And I think that's, again, it's having an expansion theology. It's having a dominion theology of like, we want, you know, I don't want to just, you know, when I come into land, like, well, we'll just divide this up among my children. It's like, no, we're going to increase. We're going to carry on. We're going to, we're going to take dominion further. Uh, If most rural people do genealogy, they will perceive a centuries long pattern of repeated moving in order to obtain land. There are some exceptions who are simply the offspring of the one son who stays, and of his one son who stays, etc., etc., down the years. So it's a good observation. You know, one one son will be rooted. One son will stay, and the rest will go and find opportunity elsewhere. The other thing I I wanted to, um, to hit on here as well, I'll hit this at the end of the thread. If the guy who lives where his ancestors have since 1650 looks at the other descendants of his same ancestor, he will find them all over the country. It's just chance that he is part of the one subline who was able to inherit and stay, the oldest son of the oldest son, etc. And just for the final irony, what we see now is people in search of land moving back into areas that were once sources of people fleeing high land prices. Once people left the Northeast for Ohio, Indiana, because they could buy big cheap farms there, now people go the other way. Some of the cheapest land parcels in the entire country is in the far of North New York, along the Canadian border, which is where... Almanza welder left from to go west in the house on the prairie of in house of the prairie fame seeking cheap land So that's it for us. You know, it's this whole thing of like figuring out. Where is the opportunity for us? Where is where do I go in full faith? It's all about full faith and Then secondly, you're not disconnecting. You're not disconnecting from the tribe. You're not disconnecting. You know, the internet's a wonderful thing You're not disconnecting and going alone because I think that's what we all desire. It's this whole thing of like, Lord, am I the only one? Am I the last one? And now they're trying to kill me too. It's like, no, there's 7,000 other little colonies that are crushing. There's 7,000 other great men who are doing what you are wanting to do or are doing or have been doing. You know, we're so we're so accustomed to watching. And I feel there's a great shift for us now of doing. And once you start doing, a lot of our, our existence anxiety, our existential anxiety, nihilism, despair disappears into action. It disappears into, whoa, I'm doing it. Like, wow, that's amazing. Rob, we should keep in mind that if we want to be accepted as outsiders in a new place, we should be adding as much or more value to the community as we are expecting to get from the relocation. So good. And and you've hit it on the head there. That's what we're hitting on here. We expect to get something. When we move to Colorado, when we move to Florida, when we move uh, you know to to Idaho or, or Montana We're coming to consume we're coming to get and it's like that's fine. Be honest about it Be honest about the, the value that you're trying to extract from moving somewhere But then provide equal or greater exchange equal or greater value back in you know That is the key and likewise if you're staying where you are What is the that? Okay, that's the template. That's what I want. How do I do that here? And again, it's intense contribution, intense investment, intense ownership, intense sacrifice, and and uh, trade negotiation for the thing that we want here. Praise God! It's it's a an awesome thing to really get get thinking on. And then, so just with that, a a, a practical thing for us. Just going back, I, I did a, a stream a long while back. About having a $10 million, 10-year vision. You know, what would you do if you had 10 million bucks? Write that all down. What would you do? What would you be? What would you have? Write, write all those things down because that's it's getting the desires of your heart that God has placed there. It's getting all those things onto paper. Once you get it onto paper, you can start refining them. You can be like, do I really want that? Who else is doing that? Who's a good example of who's doing that? You know, can I, can I further expand that? And, and okay, this is what I would really do. And oh my gosh, add this. And oh, that guy's doing, the, he's also doing this. And, and <clears throat> your list of vision increases because you don't feel limited. You don't feel bound by your, your prison and your desert circumstances, right? So what would you do with 10 million bucks? Then it's putting that time frame of over the next 10 years, right? Cause a lot of guys are like, well, you know, it would take a bit of time. And it's like, yeah, if you had 10 years to throw at something, you know, what would you, what projects, because like, it's not immediate fulfillment. It's like, yeah, it would take 10 years. What would you do? What would 10 years from now look like if you had 10 million bucks and going there? Because that's ensuring a little bit of, of upward time horizon in our now, now, now world. Once you have that list, once you, and, and that list never stops. I I, I I encourage you to carry on revisiting that list, not as a pie in the sky prosperity gospel, uh, neighbor didn't claim it brother, Not, not in that sort of way of this gets me juiced. This is my vision that I'm heading towards. This is my brother's bowing down before me. This is my, I will become King of the palace. This is my vision that one day when God delivers me from this prison, when God delivers me from the desert, this is where I'm going. I have direction. Direction gives you confidence. Direction. A man makes a plan in his heart. The Lord directs his steps. And so we get to this place of like, whoa, okay, that's my vision, the plan of my heart. So now what is momentum, right? Some of those things on that list, what are the things I could do over the next three months with $3,000? If I had $3,000 to throw at something here, what could I do? Or what little steps towards those things could I start doing? You know, and so an, an example for us, my $10 million vision, I want a freaking awesome a uh, piece of monoculture land that I'm going to uh, permacultivate and, and regenerate, and I'm going to have a just a phenomenal homestead, and maybe uh, you know do some uh, some beautiful castle type building on it, and you know just you ha- you start developing this vision for a, a beautiful piece of land. And it's like, ah oh, crap, you know, uh, here I am in a rented house. I was like, okay, if you had three grand to throw at it over the next three months, what could you do to prepare you for that vision? Well, I'd go plant a backyard garden because that's getting me ready for when I eventually do step into something like that. I'm start, I don't know. Oh crap, I haven't planted anything. Oh crap, I don't know how to steward a hundred acres because I I never stewarded half an acre. You know, how can I start moving towards that vision just with three grand or three months? What are the next actions I can take? You know, can I message someone? Can I phone someone? Can I call someone who's doing the vision and be like, hey man, really admire you. I just wanted to... uh, just say, you know, uh, I would love an opportunity to just get an inside view of this and 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 see if I can just uh, feel what it feels like so that I can uh, better develop my vision. And, you know, a lot of guys are like, yeah, man, love to help you out, love to connect you, or, you know, here's, here's some resources, or, yeah, I can introduce you to this person. We don't ask because we we don't think it is ever possible. And so we don't even begin. We don't even start. So I really want to hit that thing for us of, of projects, of doing, you know, we sit around the camp, and we don't know why we're in despair. We sit around the camp, and we don't know why I'm not like David yet. And it's like, dude, go out and raid, go out and take targets, go out and start small. Like, oh, you've never killed someone in in hand to hand combat while three hundred other dudes are around you. It's like, no. It's like, okay, here's a spear. Go kill a go kill a lion, or or go kill a fox. Like, there's go prove yourself. And then you'll feel more confident. Go sleep out on the mountain with the wild lions and and fend for yourself for the night, and then come back and and you you will now be accepted into a into a bigger task. You know that that's a very rudimentary, primal example, but it's that thing of like, okay, ten million dollar vision juices me. What am I heading towards? What am I going for in life? You know, a lot of guys like, hey man, what are you going for? What are you pumped? It's like, oh yeah, man, I don't know. You know, just just. Carrying on his life. And it's like, you've got to have a clear, clarified, even if it's things like, man, I want a, you know, it can be the randomest things that you think are ungodly and like uh, vain. And just like, well, why would anyone spend money on a car? Or why would anyone spend money on a rifle? And it's like, dude, if that's the desire of your heart, put it before the Lord. He put that in your heart to love that thing. And it's like, put it before the Lord and have a vision. Have something that you're aiming at in life. We need a goal as men. We need to be confidently going somewhere. You know, and that's so often why we want to move because we see someone else who's confident. We see someone else who's going for something. You're like, well, if I can just get around them. Great, go camp around David, but you've got to go do. So praise God, brothers. Andrew Quinn, vision and patience and tenacity. Yeah, it's exactly that, you know. Cruising around the, the desert for 10 or 14 years, no one likes that. No one likes being chased. No one likes opposition. No one likes being slurred in the media. No one likes having false accusations and being falsely uh, condemned and and being, you know, no one likes that. Keep the vision. Keep the vision. Don't resort to victimhood. Don't resort to despair. Don't resort to burying your talent. Keep the vision. Exercise your talent even in the prison. Like, well, I'm a bloody good administrator. Better. uh, Listen, Mr. Jail Dude. I can do this for you ten times better than you can. You can just say you did it, and the jail dude's like sweet. And you know he exercised his talent even in the prison. God bless you, brothers. Have a wonderful Wednesday afternoon. I uh, praise the Lord. Really uh, de- dive into the 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 values of what is it you know? Because all of us have things on our on our heart. Like maybe I should move there. Maybe I should move there. Maybe I should move to those guys. Maybe I should move to that opportunity. Write all those things down and be like, okay, how? W- what is full faith for me? Is full faith staying where I am and trying to crush it here? Or is full faith going there and crushing it there? And weigh up, the, weigh up the juice. Weigh up the faith. Whatever it is, build up faith. Faithfully stay or faithfully go. But either way, give your gift and crush. Love you, boys. Have a great afternoon.